Good evening, everybody. This is Church Talks, as you well know. This is the, it's not the latest that I've ever recorded a podcast episode, but it's definitely the latest that I've ever uh, recorded one with guests. So I am in the living room of my best friend and my best friend-in-law, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves right now. Hi, I'm Amy. My name is Dwight. So these are two of my best friends in the entire world, and uh, going on, I don't even know how many years now, 12-ish, like 2009, 2009. so, and now it's 2020, you know, the year that everything's falling apart. I don't know, <laughs> I feel like we connected in 2007, wasn't that the first missions trip? But 2009 yeah. was Nicaragua. You're right. You're right, that was my first missions trip. (laughs) My apologies. You went to Guatemala and I went to... Matamoros. Matamoros, that's right. So we were both on mission trips that summer, but different because there were two. Correct. Yeah. And uh, so I want you guys to tell everybody just like 60 seconds about you. So um, don't go into like too much detail. Like we're not like, it's not like a Lifetime movie, but um, yeah, or a documentary. It's just a conversation on the couch as we were just talking earlier about unicorns and billy goats and we might get more into that later because that seems <laughs> extremely random without context i know but this is church talks <laughs> and everything listen if they want to find out the relevance i know i'm telling you it's so it, it anyway so t- 60 seconds of maybe you know something that you find that would be like interesting for somebody to know about you that maybe they don't know, but then maybe something that is like if you had a bio on your Instagram, like what is on your bio? What do you do? All those random cheesy surface level questions and then get like a little bit deeper or something maybe somebody doesn't know. Oh gosh, I'm not sure. Um, I feel like most people know that I'm a wife and a mom, and while that seems sort of surface level, I have dreamed of being a wife and a mom since I was a toddler toting around baby dolls. <laughs> right. So that's a big deal to me, um, that that's something that I've seen God fulfill in my life. And let's see, something maybe someone doesn't know. I went to an all-women's college, which is kind of interesting, because most people don't yeah. dream of growing up and going to an all-women's school, but... That was a, a fun and exciting time of my life, too. So, something I'm thankful for. Awesome. All right. Well, Dwight here from a small town, Sweet Gum, North Carolina. <laughs> Usually, people you crack jokes and they hear that name, but it's all good. Um, I am a 2007 graduate from the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Um, Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride all day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, of course, my job isn't actually in my field. That's one interesting thing. I did uh, <clears throat> architectural engineering, but I do mechanical engineering um, for my profession. But other than that, um, love to sing, love to draw, but a lot of people don't know um, that I love to cook as well. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite pastimes is simply watching the Food Network. So. I think that pretty much sums me up pretty cool. <laughs> he could probably have a show. Absolutely. On the Food Network. Yes. He's Absolutely. a much better cook than myself. And he's the only person I've ever met to eat at the counter, like at the bar, while like kneeling down. <laughs> like either standing up yeah, or just kneeling down yes. on the floor. Like it was just happening a few minutes ago. And I was going, I was like, do you want a chair? But I'm like, no. Like, it's his house. He can. I know. Like this is this is just normal. Right.
But, so you guys are married. I don't know that y'all actually said that, but I think it was just like implied. Oh, yes. y'all are yeah. y'all are married. Yeah. Not just married, you're married to each other. <laughs> Indeed. And you have um and you have two children that are asleep, which is one reason why we're recording this so late because so we were waiting until they went to sleep. Um, you have two that have already been birthed, and you have one that's still baking in the oven a little bit right now. Right. It's gonna be a, a little Christmas baby. Uh, so I want y'all and and y'all can each have your own like maybe perspective like on this question but or maybe it's like a two-part question for you one of you can answer one part however you want to do it like y'all got you know that crazy married people sixth sense that i don't have um but one is what kind of emotions and like thoughts do you have about this like third child and how that's going to change the dynamic of do you have been a family for four for five yeah, years and will be, plus will be seven in December. Yeah. yeah. So and then and Eli's just ten months <laughs> younger. Yes, yes. That's a whole that when I mean, you can talk <laughs> about that too. How you had um two babies under the age of <laughs> one. One. They were ten and a half. <laughs> that were apart. not twins. Um so how you know after after six years now it's gonna change from a family of four to a family of five. And then also, just how has the whole, like, dynamic of your life, your marriage, uh, your family, how does that look differently than maybe you imagined Mm -hmm. from when you were a toddler or from when you were in high school, college, you know, how you pictured your life to be? Is this what you pictured or is this something different and maybe just your take on what that looks like now? Um, Well, I think the overall feeling is just a lot of excitement. I mean, I think we were surprised at first because this was not something that we planned, but we have learned, especially through Harper and Eli, Eli coming ten and a half months after Harper, um, that God's surprises are some of the best ones, that he really knows what we need even if we don't. And so we believe that this baby is a gift from him, that life is a gift from God, and she mm-hmm. has a purpose before she's ever been born um, to do something mighty for the kingdom and for this world. And so we're excited just to be able to get to be her parents. And I think this has been a really fun age with Eli being five, almost six, and Harper being six, almost seven. Um, they are old enough to understand what this means, to understand that there is a new life being added to our family. And so I think it's been really fun to see their excitement and their joy and their anticipation and I mean they talk about this baby multiple times every day (laughs) for Impact Junior on Sunday mornings every single Sunday when they ask for prayer requests they both say can we pray for our baby sister um so I think it's just been fun to see their excitement and and enthusiasm and yeah so we're just we feel really blessed and really thankful for this gift and I think for me uh I'll probably say not pressure in a negative way, but um, I think I feel a little bit of pressure because starting in a couple of weeks or whatever, we're going to be diving into something that never never done before as far as looking into the purchase of our new home. Because the fact of the matter is, for the last eight years or whatever, we've made this two-bedroom, two-bathroom yeah. condo work or whatever. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, now with the fifth uh, child coming or whatever, it's Not time for us child. to... <laughs> Third uh, child. Oh, fifth okay. child. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm signing up for five kids. I'm sorry, the fifth person. Fifth person, not the fifth child. Fifth person coming or whatever. Um, 
So it's time for us to uh, expand our stakes, um, get something that's a little bit larger. So, you know, just want to, especially being um, the provider, you know, as most men, we want to make sure we're doing the best we can to make sure that our family is taken care of and that they're comfortable. So um, I think that's one of the things, but it's exciting. And um, I can't think of anybody better to do it with than Amy. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to everything. I know um, the Lord's already going ahead and um, making nice provision for us, whatever. So just ready to see what that'll look like. I think as far as your second, the second portion of that question, what it looks like now and does it look any different? I'll be honest, and this might sound kind of cheesy, but it really is my honest answer. I think if anything, it looks better than what I dreamed of and imagined and thought. Mm -hmm. You know, there were a lot of choices and a lot of situations that led me to where I am today. And there was a lot of brokenness and a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, Um, you know, a lot that I self-inflicted. And I am just really thankful. I was thinking of this actually today because I knew that you were going to be talking to us about family and relationships and, you know, our dynamic here. And I just thought about how um, I learned about the Hebrew word hesed. And there's not really a English translation that fully depicts mm-hmm. what the word means. Um, but Pronounce that again? Hesed? Hesed. I might be saying it wrong. Okay. I've heard I've heard it pronounced two separate ways. So what was the other? Multiple times. Hesed. So I don't know. Hesed. Okay. We'll so see. I do being... know it's a Hebrew biblical okay. word. But I think the English translation, and like I said, does not capture the fullness of what it means sure. in Hebrew. Um, but it means like unbridled kindness and unconditional love. And so I was asked in a small group one time, who's the one person who has shown you the most hesed and obviously I immediately thought of Dwight just because um, when we started dating I was still in a really broken place and he was so faithful and so consistent and so kind and I had not done anything to earn it or deserve it with the way that mm-hmm. I treated him because we all know when you're hurt you tend to hurt people Sure. Um, and so I, I'm just so thankful for his consistency and the way that he really was such a such a model of what God is for us and how he mm-hmm. pursues us relentlessly and loves us unconditionally and is kind and good even if he's not receiving that in return and so I always think of Dwight too with the scripture we love because he first loved us obviously I think about the Lord but I also think about how he really walked that out in such a tangible mm-hmm. way for me and um, I really think God used him to heal a lot of broken places in my life. And I'm thankful for that. So when I think about some of my dreams and wishes and hopes for my life and for my future and, you know, for a long time what I thought that was going to look like. Um, and then I look at where I am today and what I've been blessed with, with a husband and with my kids and with church and with ministry and with all the, the people that God has blessed me with. If anything, I just feel like my present now looks far beyond anything I could have ever hoped for. And that's who God is for all of us. I think all of us, you know, we have so many hopes and dreams and plans for our life. And we have a tendency to get upset if it doesn't play out exactly like we hope. But I think there's so much beauty in knowing that God loves us so much that even if our plan doesn't look like what we thought, His Mm -hmm. plans for us really are better. So if you're like in a waiting season, just know like the best is coming. Because that's all he wants for his kids is the best. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, for me, I say it's um, definitely more unique than I expected. And what I mean by that, 
of course, when um, Amy and I got married, um, we had discussed, of course, her being home. And then, of course, you know, when uh, we had kids, we knew she would take care of them, whatever. But I think for me, it's been such an interesting time because one of the things that I initially didn't expect us to do was embark on homeschooling. So I think it's very interesting to see. Um, and I think it's a push for me to try to do um, more things around the house and stuff, whatever. But I'm usually um, just in awe a lot of times watching Amy where she is teaching the kids. She's still cooking meals, cleaning, doing stuff all the while where I'm on the laptop working and doing things, whatever. So just seeing the way that she uh, balances things, whatever. I never would have uh, expected her to be doing quite so much, whatever, but she does everything and handles everything with grace or whatever. So um, I think it's, it's a beautiful picture of, um, you know, how the Bible talks about we have our plans, but the Lord orders our steps or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, seeing the beauty in uh, walking out something that you didn't necessarily plan, whatever, you know, it leads you to a place of just totally dependent on him. So. Uh, for me, whatever, it's just exciting. And I think um, it especially puts me in a place where I started to think, even recently, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, with what we're doing now that I didn't expect that we would be doing, I wonder what 10 years from now will look like. So it's sure. just kind of uh, <laughs> great stuff to consider and ponder on. Um, but I'm definitely enjoying things and um, loving life altogether. Well, in my opinion, you guys are the... and I hate to to use the word perfect because like I mean what is perfect it's kind of like what is normal there's no like definition for that but you guys are a beautiful picture of what family is like I feel like that your togetherness and just how you incorporate so much of yourselves like into the kids lives and then like the kids you just you bring them into so many other areas of your own life like even tonight before we went to bed and just like getting all of their daytime jitters out with a dance party and you know just putting them to bed together and I walked in the bedroom like earlier and I saw that you already had the sheets turned down and toothpaste on their toothbrushes and then they're like is it time to take our vitamins is it time for our bedtime oils like you have such an amazing just like routine and like where it's just natural it's not like you know programmed or you know like like it's not robotic but they just know like this is how things this is how things are and that comes from structure and consistency that you guys have have laid out and you make time for yourselves like you go and you take trips and you go on date nights and all that kind of stuff so i mean like you're just a really beautiful model of what family is so i'm excited to see how the dynamic may change to a family of five <laughs> and uh and, and a new home and whatever that looks like i mean i've gotten used to uh you know this couch being a, a second bed for me for the last several years but it's all right you know this couch might be making the move too i know both of you just in in your own way and especially you amy you said that you know there were a lot of struggles that that you were battling like within yourself when you guys first met and so it wasn't like a love at first sight high school sweethearts yeah. whatever and if yeah. you want to give more history of kind of what you had been through and how he helped to heal some of that yeah. in your life. I mean, I think I just, I had an idea of what my future was going to look like. And I had an idea of like who my future was going to be with. I'd been in a relationship for a while. Um, and then that ended pretty abruptly. And so I think 
again, I think we, you know, we tend to have an idea of what, you know, what our life is going to look like and plans mm-hmm. for the future. And, um, and honestly, I think I had, I had built my whole identity in a relationship and in a plan for my future and my identity was not rooted in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so anytime your identity is in anything other than your relationship with the Lord, if that other thing moves or shakes or shifts, then you crumble too. Um, because Christ is the only solid rock that you can build your life on. Right. Um, because he will not change. There's no no changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And nothing else. No right. person, no thing. Nothing else can offer us that stability. I was, I was going to yeah. interject that you said that it, that it was a relationship. And I, just, I wanted to make sure that people knew. Like, this was not just like, you know, you've been dating somebody. Like, you were engaged to be married like wedding date already right. set, yeah. invitations already sent out, bridesmaids dresses. Like this was like, this was this was happening. Like that's yes. what you had based like your future on, and then this crumbled. And so that I just wanted to make yeah. sure like that people got an accurate like depiction. The like this was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like this wasn't yeah. just like a oh you know we broke up. Like no, this was this was a big deal. Right, so. right. And so I, I think because my identity was in that, um, I was very broken. Um, I didn't know who I was anymore without that. I really didn't feel any hope or anticipation or excitement about my future. I really didn't know how things could get any better because, you know, that's what I dreamed of. Again, kind of also going back to I had dreamed of being a wife and a mom since Mm -hmm. I was a toddler toting my baby dolls. And so I felt like that dream I'd had for my whole life was suddenly gone. And without that dream, I didn't know who I was or what I had to look forward to. Um, And so then... Uh, literally a few months after this happened is when Dwight and I connected through church and really for the first little bit we just really conversed as friends and got to know each other I, I don't think I was necessarily looking for a relationship or anything like that but I was lonely and so <laughs> thankfully this loneliness led me to something really great I mean you yeah. know of course you can land in seasons of loneliness where you make some really poor choices and maybe reach out to some not very safe places. But I'm thankful that God, um, you know, put him Mm -hmm. there as a safe landing for me in that season. But yeah, so we really just started off as friends. um, But emotionally, I was very disconnected um, because I was still very broken. And again, I think I inflicted a lot of pain on him through my choices and my um, self-absorption, absorption, that's a word, right? Self-absorption <laughs> during that season, my self-centeredness, um, just because I just was not in a healthy headspace spiritually mm-hmm. or emotionally. And so he caught a lot of that just because I mm-hmm. still didn't know who I was or, you know, and then I didn't trust men for a little while. And so I just felt like he probably was like everybody else. And so eventually the other shoe yeah. would drop and eventually he would change just like I felt like everyone else would. He had a lot to work through there because I was not very trusting or open or emotionally available. And this is this funny, whatever, because this is one of those type of situations where you definitely, especially as a man, realize that you have strong feelings for somebody because Amy can tell you now, even with my <laughs> personality, like I usually don't have time or deal with anything, whatever, that, you know, doesn't seem to be either you know worth my time or something but honestly even with the the rough beginning i just chuckle about it now because my thought um always goes back to the fact like man i have never worked that hard (laughs) to show my love to a female like ever but um 
I mean, this is one of those type of situations where it wasn't me necessarily trying to do things, whatever, to make her love me, but working hard as far as being consistent so that she at least knew whatever that I was serious, whatever, you know, not only yeah. about life in general, but serious concerning her. So, um, yeah, definitely some uh, work and stuff, whatever, but I never will forget when our relationship took the biggest turn um, after she and I had started dating uh, the following summer is whenever um, I graduated um, to get my um, bachelor's degree in theology from um, the North Carolina College of Theology. And that particular um, weekend, she actually went with me, uh, my mom, my dad, and my brother um, to Wilmington for the graduation. So, of course, the way my family had everything set up, you know, we got two rooms. Amy and my mom were in one room, me, my dad, and my brother were in another one. But I actually had some other cousins to come in town or whatever to stay as well. But I never will forget, I was driving my brother's car, Amy was in the passenger seat, and then my brother and my parents were in the back. And I never will forget whatever, it. Um, she had spent so much time with us that weekend, she had a chance to see me around my family and stuff. It was just like on the way back home, whatever, you could tell that the way she looked at me was even different, whatever. And it's funny because when we started talking about it after the fact, she said that, you know, being able to see me around my family and how I treated my mom and all those things, it really gave her a good insight on who I was as a man or whatever. And I think that trip to Wilmington, whatever, is probably the monumental moment in our relationship all together. Um, Cause yeah. that was when um, I feel like things really shifted. So definitely yeah. grateful for that trip. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. Wilmington is where it shifted. Um, you know how downtown Wilmington has those like horse-drawn carriage mm -hmm. rides and all that. So we did that on our last day there before we left. And I had like a very like concrete moment on this, <laughs> on this horse-drawn carriage ride where I really felt like the Lord said, like your life could look this beautiful. Like it, it could look like this. Wow. You could have this. Um, because again, I think I was just emotionally unavailable and had kind of shut myself off to the possibility of, you know, having a beautiful and full life again. And so, yeah, I, I remember that moment on the carriage feeling like the Lord just said you could have something that's beautiful. Dwight, you alluded to the fact that like the way that she saw like how you treated your mom, like that made a difference. And so I know that you both are super close to your moms. Yes. yes. <laughs> and um, and still to this day, and uh, and I love I love both of your like parents. And I never <laughs> got to meet your dad, Amy. Yeah. He he passed before I ever came into the picture. But I know you said that I would have loved him, and yeah. hopefully he would have loved me. So and I'm sure that that was another you know I guess like struggle where, you know you you had a great dad like growing up you were yeah. super close to him, and I believe you were 16. Yes. Is that right when he passed? And so, like, you know, you wanted, like, you just longed for that, like, male love, like, yeah. after, you know, after he yeah. left. And so, you looked for it in different ways, yes. but Dwight was the one that, yeah. that was the most consistent to, to give that. And so, that is And beautiful. again, like, just to emphasize, like, I think that I made a lot of poor choices, and especially in prior seasons, um, did not exhibit a lot of maturity. And so... You know, like, when I look back on those relationships, like, mm -hmm. I don't have any ill will towards any of them. You know, I think that, you know, the Lord just had different plans for all of our lives. And I'm so thankful that I'm, you know, at a place now where I can just be thankful for that. And, you know, 
wish them the best. Like, there were multiple relationships that I had been in that were, you know, they didn't end in the best, but Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm just really thankful for what each of them taught me, and, you know, again, like, being able to stand in a place where you know, like, God really did work out the best, even though it was Mm -hmm. painful for a season, because really, I want everyone to have what God's best is for them. And sometimes it doesn't look the way we thought, and that's okay. So I agree. Yeah. I wish there was a way that I could show the picture that Dwight that you drew with the hands. Oh yeah, and all that. I wish room. I wish I could like I was show the to picture have that they framed. <laughs> yeah, but you can well, describe it's, it to them. I know. It's really well, beautiful. I, I mean, Dwight, I would actually rather you describe yeah. it because you may, did you say this in in your beginning intro that you are an artist. Yeah, like you, draw, okay. sing and draw and yeah. cook. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, cook is a form of art, too, I feel like. Indeed. Yeah. So, so definitely, yes. and the whole, like, architectural engineer, mechanical engineer, I feel like that's all, like, art. But describe this, this picture, because, I mean, it was basically, like, in your head. It was like a yeah, vision of so, what God was giving you. Yeah, so basically, um, down at the bottom of the picture is basically a silhouette of Amy. And the silhouette, whatever, anyone that looks at it is... Uh, silhouette of a young lady hunched over on her knees on the ground and she's picking up you can see broken pieces of something well above her head is what you can tell is a heart that's been mended so she's already put some of the pieces um there whatever by the help of god and you can still see what's remaining and she's still picking up well in the midst of that um she's actually kneeling um, in the middle of both of God's hands that are um, together. So basically in the midst of her dealing with the broken heart um, it's symbolic of Jesus still having her um, in his hands. So um, the fingers, what I ended up doing, it went from her current situation to what God was showing me that he was going to do with and through her so when you look at the fingers i designed the fingers in a way where each finger actually looks like a person and between the two groups of people was a podium amy holding a microphone and she's preaching and basically that represented her preaching to uh, the masses and the finger that the fingers represented so it kind of just um was a portrait to kind of also encourage her that um, God still had better things um, in store for her. So a picture of you on there too, and also like me holding hands with my dad. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> when I was a little girl, so, so it's like a little girl ponytail. Yeah. Like it's, it's right. Really yeah, I, I knew I knew the closeness uh, that she had with her dad, and before you know, I proposed to her. Obviously, you know that's when a, ever a man typically would go to the father and ask or whatever. But of course, I um went to her mother but what I also did I wrote a she would go from time to time to the grave to you know just visit her father's um, grave site whatever you know either to put flowers on it or just to go spend some time there and I actually ended up writing a note that I uh, wanted her to read whenever she visited um, his grave site that next time whatever just kind of uh, giving him my promise of what I would do whatever to make sure um, that his daughter was well taken care of so um, and I, that was something that you know was heavy on my heart and it meant a lot to me to do whatever and I wanted her to know that even though um, 
her father wasn't currently still with us, whatever, I still valued um, his importance in her life. So um, that was the reason too, whatever, why um, just having the picture of the little girl holding the hand of her father, whatever, that was just symbolic of the strong bond that they had. So um, yeah, it's just a, it was a lot, whatever. I felt like it was one of those things, whatever, <laughs> where the Lord was showing me so much and I, I saw it so clear. And yeah. I feel like he gave me the gifting that was at least decent enough to, uh, for the most part, portray what um, he was showing me. So um, it, it definitely means a lot, whatever. And I, I definitely now, even talking about it, I'm like, I'm going to have to take it to um, Hobby Lobby and go ahead and get one of those <laughs> custom-made frames ASAP. This is definitely something, whatever, that I plan for us to always have. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I believe that, that God has gifted y'all tremendously to be able to communicate like what he's depositing in you in in different ways. I definitely feel like that you both are gifted in word ministry, uh, but I feel like that Dwight's is more with like singing and also like putting words into pictures that can be seen and like visualized. Whereas I feel like yours would be uh, more with like writing, like you're a phenomenal writer, Amy. And so, um, I, and, and even like with, you know, thinking of my own gifts, like, have you guys ever kind of, I'm trying to think of like the, like the Marvel superheroes, how it's like, they know that they have this like ability that's, that's not normal, but they battle with like how to use that. And like, sometimes it's, it's almost like they're battling with like pride because they know that they're good at what they're doing, but they don't want it to be about them. They want it to be about like what the, the gift is you know, there to like what the purpose that it's to serve. So with y'all's giftings, like how, if, if it has been a struggle at all, like how have you um, really matured in how to utilize the gifts that God's given you to yeah. communicate his message? <laughs> I think for me, I'll say um, before I could really start being more efficient in my giftings, I had to, stop looking at all the other giftings that were around me because mm -hmm. I think it's so easy whenever you know that the Lord has gifted you or called you to do something to um, be a person of comparison you want to compare sure. your gift and how you execute things yeah. to them whatever and um, just kind of realizing that obviously um, God made each of us unique um, and we need to exercise things in the way we see it so I think I had to first get confident in that respect just to know that even if it's not like someone else's or it isn't um, executed like someone else, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's less than, it's just unique um, in itself. So that was the first thing for me. But I think um, another thing that um, has truly helped me is uh, becoming mature enough to understand um, the importance of uh, studying, studying and working to uh, perfect your craft because I think um, even in times past or whatever, like you know never really spent enough time hearing from God and exactly what he wanted me to do unless it was time to preach you know, whenever mm -hmm. you need him or you need him to give you a word yeah. whether it's um, for ministry or some type of design thing you know, that's whenever we're always so quick to go to the Lord, I need this I need this or whatever, but um, basically making it a lifestyle just to 
do that a little bit more consistently. And I feel like where I am now spiritually or whatever, everything flows so much more smoothly simply because of the time and effort that is put in with practicing and sometimes rehearsing thoughts in my head. And I know Amy does it aloud. That's something I'm trying to do better because <laughs> like my secrets. Wait, I mean, I, yeah, I know whatever, but that, like she asked me one day if I'd ever done that or whatever. And I told her, I said, no, I haven't. So, um, just doing things like that, whatever, I think it's important to hear it as well, because when we hear it, I think sometimes one of the most exciting times is what the Lord shows you and speaks to you yeah. in preparation. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, man, if I could minister or draw something as well as he ministered to me in the process, right. I think it would be even better. <laughs> and you know, sometimes whatever, after the fact, I'm like, man, I could have done this better, that better. But also, um, finally, as far as being able to get better with things is getting to a place where I'm not so critical after each event or each wow. um, exercise because we can cripple ourselves, whatever, if we're to the place where we want to analyze every little thing every That's single true. time. So yeah. um, I think those are the three for me, whatever, that have helped me so much. Just kind of going with him and just letting everything flow through him and not being so analytical because that's me. Mm-hmm. I think with me, numbers, engineering, so like that, like analytical. I'm just naturally, right. and you can't be analytical in a walk with Christ. Yeah, have you have you taken the Enneagram test? I'm just curious as to like. She, she no, asked me about that, not. whatever. I, She's like, I really think you should, and maybe that's something <laughs> I'll do tonight because I'm curious. Well, I know that she see. identifies as a three, and the she's she's the three of the three. Yeah, I never want to label anybody as like you know you are a three. Oh no, I am. But like, you're very close. Like I took but I was just the curious, test and I don't even have really a wing. Like it's I just might like you're I might do that tonight. Yeah. I'm curious because she. It's funny you said it because we were talking about that earlier this week, and I was like, I need yeah. to take I'm that. I'm curious. Yeah, that. report report back to me after yeah, you. I'm, I'm gonna do that. You find that out. But so I think my three gets me in trouble as far as ministry <laughs> goes, um, because you know with threes you find a lot of your worth and your value in your work and in what you can do and what you can produce. And so for me, that has been a struggle when it comes to my gifts because threes also are kind of like, if I can't be perfect, I don't want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather not do it at all than to feel like I have not done a superb job. Yeah. And so I am also pretty critical of myself and I absorb a lot of the weight. Um, shoulder, I try to shoulder a lot of the weight. And in ministry, that's just not, it's just not the way you do ministry. Like, it really isn't about you. It's not really about what you can produce or what you can manufacture. It's about the presence of God, and he gets the credit, and, you know, all the weight is on his shoulders. And so, for me, that is a struggle. (laughs) And so, I think for me, it has been a struggle to even want to step out and use my gifts and I feel like that I'm, this is me being transparent, because almost anyone that has, um, you know, like, you're very kind to say that, you know, I'm a great writer. And, you know, I've heard lots of people say you're really gifted in communicating the word. Um, and so most of the time, if I say something like that, people are really caught off guard and think, oh, there's no way you don't know you're good at these things. And I think the issue is that I just feel like I'm not the best at these things. So it's hard for me to, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like, again, sort of like Dwight just said, like, I have a tendency to look around me and feel like everyone else is doing such a good job. So my voice is not needed and my writing is not needed. And so, you know, 
let them do it because they're mm-hmm. better at it. <laughs> and so for me, that's just me being honest. It's hard for me to step into um, things that I, and honest, I, I know that God has called me to do these things, but mm-hmm. I get very three-ish in my head. And a lot of times that holds me back from wanting to step into them. So. Right. I feel like that, that y'all are also two of the most stubborn people. Oh, that's or, true. I know I am. So it, he is. No, it, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Me too. So me too. it takes, I mean, it would have to take a very strong-willed person, <clears throat> Dwight, to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. I guess, like, in some way, um, I, I mean, I won't say, like, tame. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. But, I mean, just being yeah. so strong-willed and, yes. you know, you are, like, when you, when you set out to do something, you're, like, determined, like, this is going to be excellent. Or, yeah. or it's not going to happen at all. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel like that that could put a lot of pressure on your significant other over there being like, uh, but being that y'all both have very similar personalities of, you know, you don't, you don't feel like yeah. that, um, that you're even going to put two seconds of, of your time into something if it's not worth two hours or two days or two decades. I mean, this podcast is an episode. I mean, like an example. So an episode. An it is example. an episode. <laughs> it is an yeah. episode, but an example because I think I was asking you, like, what are we going to talk about? Or what kind of questions are you going to ask me? Again, I have three on full display. Like, you, I need to know or else I don't want to do it because I might not have anything to say. I literally didn't really tell me what we were going to talk about, but well, it, we're just doing our best. Here. I was going to say, we, we're kind of, we've, we stuck to the the generic idea of what so, I said, but most of it is just a, a, a flowing conversation. But you are only you're you're one of only two threes that I've asked about the podcast, and oh, yeah. y- y'all are also the only two that have asked me right. for questions and all that up front. Yeah, <laughs> so and like, that that is the one difference between oh, yeah, and I because we were laughing about it earlier because um, she was talking about the questions like I'm not sure we'll talk about whatever. And I was sitting over at the desk and still working. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, whatever. I said, we'll, we'll rock with it, whatever it is. <laughs> like, right. I'm the, I'm the host. So really, it's up to me to make sure that the conversation doesn't go, like, really south or just really random. Yeah. Um, or if we want it to go to Billy Goats and Unicorns, we can. <laughs> We're still working our way back around there. Uh, but I did have, I have had one other question about, um, just like your history, because I feel like that if people know you now, they would never expect to know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Like if they see your in my in, in in my words, like a picture perfect family, you know they would not know everything, Amy, that you've been through. And Dwight, we didn't really go into I to your to talked about me. <laughs> yeah, and and so Dwight, like if you can give just a snapshot into, I would say like your teenage through college years, because I know that. Like, if it was not for, I guess it was the small group um, right. that started in, was it Aaron's house, like yes. in Greensboro? Um, you know, that was just a godsend for you yeah. that was really like a lifeline for you. So, for me, even in high school or whatever, the only thing I can really even think about in high school is just being totally terrified of possibly getting a female pregnant. So, like, you know, that's one of the things yeah. that. Used to always like okay, I gotta I gotta keep myself together. I gotta keep it together. It was so so crazy though, whatever. Because um, uh, I know even after the fact, whatever. Like I um, had to pray about that thing, whatever. You know, being intentional about seeking God to um, just help deliver me from that, and you know He did. And it was 
very freeing. It's amazing how, you know, you don't realize totally that you're bound to something, but whenever you're finally delivered from it or whatever, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, man, this is so awesome. So that that uh, I was released from that two years before I linked up with uh, the uh, Bible study. And it was so awesome because at that time, um, you know, I graduated from college uh, just a couple of months before I linked up with the Bible study and kind of like the plans we talked about, whatever. I had plans and I expected to do this and do that, whatever. And every opportunity, job opportunity that presented itself, it was a no. And I never will forget um, as clear as day, the Lord um, it's probably one of the few times where I felt like I audibly heard him speak to me or whatever. And he told me that I needed to bring my focus back to him. So I never forget at the time, didn't have money like that. Didn't have gas to go a whole bunch of places. And this is another uh, example of how God works. The Bible study was actually within walking distance from the, uh, <laughs> the apartment that I was living in at the time. Well, in high school or whatever, you know, things happen, whatever. Of course, then lost my virginity or whatever. But after that relationship ended, when I got to college, I had made up my mind I was going to do right. Um, and of course, it uh, gets tough sometimes whenever you're trying to um, do right, whatever, and handle yourself accordingly. So for me, um, unfortunately, um, I allowed the enemy to trick me um, concerning pornography. Because in my mind, um, I was thinking, well, as long as I'm not actually doing it, mm-hmm. it's okay to look at it, especially if I'm trying to keep myself, you know, right. um, from making mistakes or whatever. And at that time, I was um, still in a relationship with um, the person that I dated in college. And as I started spending more time with him, the job opportunities started presenting itself again that had seemed to go cold. I was applying and all that stuff. And I never forget this one particular night, um, I prayed to God before bed. I said, God, I want you. And this is one of those things, when you pray this type of prayer, mm-hmm. you better mean it. I said, God, I want you to remove everything from my life right now that you have not had for me and that you don't have for me. Finish my prayer, laid down. As soon as I put my head on the pillow, I got a text message from my girlfriend at the time saying that we needed to talk. Well, that next day, this was on a Saturday night. That next day was a Sunday. I was taking um, my pastor's son um, back to school in Chapel Hill because he was a Tar Heel. I was taking him after Mm -hmm. church back there whatever. And (laughs) on the way to Chapel Hill, I got the phone call and she said... I think we need a break. So as soon as I made that prayer, she texted me about us needing to talk. The next day, we broke up. And I feel like that's whenever everything else started falling in place. So um, from there, just uh, still started working. Um, And then the Bible study and stuff was going well. And I think everything else, whatever, just kind of... um, just took off from there, but I had to be obedient and spend time with Christ. And I think that's the reason why I didn't automatically get a job because I was so dependent and so excited about that engineering degree Mm -hmm. that I just knew was going to do this and do that, whatever. 
I ultimately right. forgot about God. So I think he had to humble me. If nothing else, I say that's probably the best right. way to put it. He had to humble me. So um, just kind of coming back to the realization or whatever that everything that's ever been good in my life has started, first of all, at salvation with him. Yeah. And even whenever you stray from time to time, whatever, there's always restoration and um, opportunities for him to still birth from you and bring through you everything that he um, attend, intended to from the start. We just may not know what those things are from the beginning. So that's just for me or whatever. I think that's probably the two biggest things or whatever. And just seeing how um, the Lord can bring great things out of tumultuous times. So I'm just grateful. And in the words of Dwight Holman, who wouldn't serve a God like that? <laughs> he does still say that often. I know. I mean, I still hear it like in yeah. my head. Yeah. Man, well, we're going we're gonna to wrap up. So I have like a couple of, I guess, like questions. But I do feel like that we need to let the people know about the billy goats and the unicorns. Okay. So, um, yeah, like, you know, we got kids starting back to school. Amy's wanting to buy them first day of school outfits. Yeah. The pants were in stock. The shirts were not. I paid for them, though. She paid for them, but then she got a <laughs> notification online that they actually were not in stock, and one of them was supposed to be unicorn to go with the unicorn matching pants. Correct. And see, that's why I like Amazon. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do Amazon, you know they charge it's... your card until it ships. Right. right. So you know well, that you got it. You right. know, we won't say what company this is, <clears throat> Carter's, um, but... <laughs> The question that Amy was trying to ask Dwight was, should she go into this store and pick up the pants that she already ordered and then just look for a shirt? To which Dwight starts singing. Cues. Yeah, see, somebody <laughs> might not know, but the Hamiltons. It's a group from Charlotte, whatever. Oh where they're, they're not from Charlotte, but they're based out of Charlotte, whatever. But they had a video a while back where they were out on the town, and a man was literally walking around with a billy goat on a rope, kind of like you'd be walking a dog. <laughs> well, today I've been craving some curry goat. So I got some curry goat from the reggae cafe. In case y'all didn't hear what he just said, curry goat, yes. as in something to be eaten. Yeah, so oh, I'm, okay. yeah. I'm over there in the... Uh, Kitchen kneeling at the bar eating my curry goat while Amy is asking me what she should do. And I just thought back to the song that they sung when they saw the man walking the goat like a dog. And the song just said, Ooh, whose billy goat is this? But I think what's funny though is the more I sang the song every time Amy asked me what she should do, you could see the frustration on her face. Getting more intense. And and you did a key change. <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I finally left. I oh, mean, man. But when I saw her face, I was like, let me stop playing. Let me take this seriously because I don't want to make her upset. Oh, my gosh. I mean, so I wouldn't get upset. I just, you know, I have expectations about what our first day of school. 
school should look like. Right. I mean, because we're homeschooling, so I still try to make the first day really fun for them and memorable You're and You're a phenomenal exciting. homeschool teacher. I don't know about that. Like, but. There's a lot of parents right now having a homeschool that had no, <laughs> no like, intention whatsoever of being yeah. a homeschool parent. Yeah. But you've actually been doing this for, this is your third year. Third year. Yeah. And you're a beast at it, so it is special. First, so this will be the first, like technical year with the North Carolina school system. Yeah, but, but you've been yes. doing like pre-K and all that kind right. of stuff. So it's a big deal yeah. for them to have an outfit for their first day. Right. I think but they should get Dwight, it just like public school kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But to Dwight, it was really about his curry goat. Yeah. And his oxtails. You know. He didn't mention that. He was also eating oxtails. There's a lot like, happening. I have, I have other friends in my life to eat those things and I, I haven't gotten there out. yet. I was going to say shout out to the homie Josh. All right, so I have like I have two other questions. Okay. Well, I guess that one was really wasn't a question. We just we needed to we needed to let the people to give know. The people um, first question yes. is how do you like your steak cooked? Well done. Medium rare, medium. Wow. Rare, I, don't I don't need to see anything I'm... that resembles a cow. Like, <laughs> I need it to be completely done. Well, I I like I like mine medium to medium <laughs> rare, but like from working at Red Robin. This is like, like stereotype. Most African Americans want well done. Well done, yeah. Whereas most white people will do more yeah. bloody. So this is like the flip flop. <laughs> we got the black man to say, "No, give me the blood." He picks on me though, because we've been in a few places like where other people are cooking for me, like people we actually know and love and respect, and they make me a steak, and I say well done, but then it comes to the table and it's pink. So oh. he always picks on me, and he's like, "So you can eat it." <laughs> it's so much better, but no, if it's pink. no, 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 no. Wow. No. Okay. Um. So next question is, what is the best piece of advice that you have received? I'll say the best advice we received as a couple. Okay. Will come from my grandmother. Okay. Oh yeah. Grandma Pool, whatever. She's uh in her nineties. Um. What uh blesses me more than anything Sweetest is she's always been one to impart um, wisdom what she can. I never forget we had a conversation with her um, right before we got married. This was like a couple of weeks before we got married and she was like, baby, let me tell you something. She said, before y'all get married and even after you get married, people are always going to tell you what you should be doing. <laughs> They're always going to have advice that they want to offer. She says, so I want to tell y'all to do something. <laughs> She said, y'all listen? I said, yeah, Grandma. She said, anytime somebody offers you advice, you make sure you listen. You listen to that advice very well. And then whenever they get done giving you that advice, <laughs> you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I said, okay, Grandma. And so, I love that. Whatever. so she, yeah, she was like, don't, yeah. don't allow them to put that weight on you. You listen, okay. but then after you listen, you do whatever you want to do. I feel like I've received so much really great advice. So this is actually not going to answer your question, but I just, it came to me and I was like, this is what I'm going to share. Yeah. So the advice that I'm so glad we did not take <laughs> is, because wow. you know, there are, answer the unasked question. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that give advice that really is not great advice, but Dwight knows exactly what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I really, really lost count of how many people I heard when we first got married say things like, well, just wait until you have kids, or you're still in the honeymoon phase, or just wait until you've been married a few mm. years, or just wait until you hit your first 
um, argument or wait until you hit this or that. Like it was so much negativity surrounding marriage and life. And I just remember how many conversations Dwight and I had and we were like, we just don't receive that. Like we just really <laughs> don't feel like that's God's Block. plan or intention for marriage. But I mean, you've probably heard it too. Like people just make it seem like I marriage. I hope I wasn't one of the ones that no, said it. No, no, no. But I mean, people but make I'm it seem not, like marriage is just so hard and so yeah. awful. And I just feel like that is not God's way. That wasn't his idea. Yeah. Like his idea was for it to be beautiful and <laughs> adventurous and full of life and love and laughter and beauty. And yeah, no. So I just want to encourage anybody that's listening. I really feel like marriage, just like with any other relationship, it really is what you make it and what you pour into it. Absolutely. And, you know, putting God at the center of it and, you know, seeking his wisdom for how to, you know, just how to strengthen communication with one another and strengthen unity and, you know, walk out a purpose together. I mean, I just, I really feel like marriage is such a gift and can be such a beautiful thing when it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. And again, that doesn't have anything to do with Dwight and myself, but I, I think it has everything to do with our dependency on God. So for our marriage and for our family and for ministry and life and everything it. else. Yeah. I love it. All right. Last one. I don't know if y'all are ready for this. I definitely didn't Probably give you this not. in advance either, but if, if if the world has not ended completely by whatever, um, by the time your kids turn 18, oh. what will be, um, and it, this could be something that you even tell them before, before they turn 18, but Dwight, what would you tell your son and your daughter, <laughs> daughters, and maybe oh, more man. after that, um, as, as a, as an advice of like, this is adulthood, um, and also Amy, what would you tell your son and your daughter? I definitely, as far as the son, this could go for the sons and daughters too, but especially son, and I think it's just a man thing as far as how fathers handle their sons. But just remind him of the importance of hard work and not, you know, taking shortcuts, number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, that's number two. Number one would be honoring Christ with every yeah. decision, especially from this point on, whatever you're truly at the age where you're going to start making some decisions for yourself. So that's number one. Number two, the value of hard work. And then number three, um, respect for women. Like I just, I, I tell Amy all the time, whatever, that uh, I see how some of these young guys at the time can treat females and stuff. And Amy knows me, whatever, because we always like, I told her, whatever, I was like, if Eli ever, like I know, I'm going <laughs> to snatch him up. Like, right. But, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, but as far as, Harper, whatever, same number one. Harper and Ellery, both of them, same number one. Honor God with each step. And number two would be whoever tries to pursue you, make them work like your mama made me work. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's number two. And then number three, the randomly thing that this comes to mind right now, whatever, the importance of modesty. Mm -hmm. Amy will tell you whatever that even whenever we were dating or whatever she found out just how I mean, not that you had to dress like a grandma from whenever right. way back years whatever but modesty is still attractive too so mm-hmm. um I know yeah. the old people back in the day I used to always hear them say when I was a kid whatever leave something to the imagination <laughs> so that'll, that'll probably be the, the main three four oh, for me each love it 
Um, his were really thought out. I, I have thought about this. Um, yeah, I, thought I, just <laughs> I mean, but it sounded really thought out. You can I make meant. your like sound really, thought out too. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that I, um, I have thought about this because I started journals for Harper and Eli. I now need to get one for Ellery, but I started journals for them while I was pregnant with each of them. So I have been writing them letters Wow. since um since I was pregnant with them and I, I think every time I sit down to write I kind of just ask the Holy Spirit what he wants me to say and usually it ends up being very different from the other entries but I feel like the last time I kind of combed through to just read some of them um a lot of times they end up just talking about their identity and how much they are loved by God and cherished mm-hmm. by God and how God has had a plan for their life since they were being knit together in my womb and how they are not alone and you know just I don't want them to find their identity in anything else other than mm-hmm. Christ and so I don't know if that's necessarily just adulthood but that's just my hope and prayer for their whole life is that they would know how valued and precious they are um, not just to, to us but uh, as much as we love them our love pales in comparison to how much God loves them um I'd say that's pretty thought yeah. out. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's, he did, he's going to start it. writing them journals. <laughs> You've been thinking about this long before yeah. a podcast. Yeah. So that's what I would want them to know and to, to move beautiful. forward knowing. Oh, yeah. Pound it. <laughs> Man. Was there anything else that y'all want to add to this? I think we've... Just, I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. This has actually been very enjoyable for me. Well, I am so glad. It's been a pleasure to serve with y'all in um, you know, mission trips and youth ministry and, uh, gosh, worship and writing and all kinds of stuff and women's conferences. And yeah. um, it's been awesome, but it's just been a joy just to be a part of your home. And it's always been a safe haven for me. So thank you for that. And I love you guys so much. And we're just, I'm just glad we didn't wait the kids. But um, anyway, so we're going to talk about more unicorns and um, billy goats and stuff. But you've been listening to...